and welcome to this podcast from Musicians of the Old Post Road. This podcast will shed light on George Washington's love of dance and the music that filled Mount Vernon, his family home. George Washington came from a family of modest social rank. He worked hard to join society through careful study of social graces and behaviors. In fact, he was so methodical that at the age of 14 or 15, he sat down and wrote for himself 110 Rules of Civility and Decent Behavior in Company and Conversation. Washington was so successful in his social ascent that he grew to be a formidable presence in the highest levels of society and a hero to the American people. In 1785, O'Connor Watson, who was a visitor to Mount Vernon, described his experience meeting Washington. I trembled with awe as I came into the presence of this great man. For an 18th century gentleman, the way you carried yourself was incredibly important. Along with this came one of the paramount social graces, dancing. Recognized as a fine dancer, Washington was once complimented by French officers, who declared that his dancing could not have been improved even by a Parisian education. His abilities no doubt helped him make contact with political leaders, diplomats, and military officers. Although there is no direct evidence of Washington having played an instrument, it is likely that he studied music in some way during his lifetime. Music was a normal and expected part of the education of members of the social class he aspired to. In any case, as an adult, Washington claimed to have no musical talent, but he did appreciate music, and music making was a ubiquitous activity in the Washington household. Martha Washington was musically literate, probably played the harpsichord passably, and most importantly, fostered the musical education of her children and grandchildren. Martha had two children from a previous marriage. John Park Custis, who was called Jackie, who played violin and flute, and Martha Park Custis, nicknamed Patsy, who played harpsichord. Patsy's early instruction is documented through a book of manuscript pieces, most likely handwritten by her music master, John Stadler. Now we will hear a minuet from Patsy's manuscript book by Luli.
By far the most talented member of the Washington household was Martha's granddaughter, Eleanor Park Custis, who was called Nellie, whom the Washingtons raised in their household. Martha was engaged in every aspect of Nellie's education and placed a special emphasis on her musical study. Nellie reportedly spent many hours each day practicing harpsichord, forte piano, and singing. Martha kept careful watch over Nellie's practicing. Nellie's younger brother, Washi, once said that the poor girl would play and cry and cry and play for long hours under the immediate eye of her grandmother, a rigid disciplinarian in all things. Martha hired the best teachers in the area, including the prominent composers Alexander Reinigal, John Christopher Mahler, Henry Capron, and the Italian singer Filippo Trisobio. Martha's diligent directing of her education helped Nellie become a woman of great accomplishment and refinement. In 1798, the Polish gentleman and writer Julian Niemczewicz described Nellie in his diary as one of those celestial figures that nature produces only rarely, that the inspiration of painters has sometimes defined, and that one cannot see without ecstasy. Her sweetness is equal to her beauty, and this being so perfect a form, possesses all the talents. She plays the harpsichord, sings, and draws better than any woman in America or even in Europe. Next up, you will hear a piano concerto by Theodore Smith, found in the Mount Vernon collection.
Nellie's performances were a regular part of the bustling hospitality of the Washington's Mount Vernon home, a place that was rarely without visitors. A good portion of the music that she owned and performed is still at Mount Vernon and in other archives. This repertory includes not only vocal and instrumental works that were composed and published by her teachers, but an array of original keyboard works and arrangements from some of the finest composers of the day, including Haydn, Pleil, and Kozaluch, as well as works by more obscure composers, such as Theodore Smith and Georg Maurer. Here is a sonata for violin and piano by Maurer himself. Washington went, he surrounded himself with music, attending concerts, plays, and assemblies. After becoming president, he began to be celebrated more and more by composers writing in his honor. As Washington traveled, he was often met with uproarious crowds, who staged street pageants with newly composed music to honor him. A composer represented prominently among the works preserved at Mount Vernon is Ignaz Pleil. A former student of Haydn, Pleyel achieved great renown during his lifetime and his music was widely distributed and performed throughout Europe and in early America. The Mount Vernon collection contains many sets of sonatas, some of which are originally for piano solo and others that are arranged for piano from his quartets and trios. Here is a sample of his quartet for flute and strings.
Whether considered for his political, military, or musical talents, George Washington was an exceptional figure in America's history. Thank you for listening to this podcast about music and dance in the life of George Washington. For more information about musicians of the Old Post Road, please visit our website at oldpostroad.org and on both Twitter and Facebook.